Blog Talk Radio. Welcome once again to the Lucky Moto Hoodoo Root Work Hour, brought to you by the Lucky Moto Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymoto.com. I am your announcer, Reverend James, of saltconjure.com, located in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. In just a moment, we'll be joined by our co-host, Catherine Ironwood of luckymoto.com in Forestville, California, and Conjureman of conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. This week, we will be joined by a special guest, Miss Robin of robinsmojo.com in Northern California, bringing us today's Oracle Hour topic on water scrying. They will take your calls and offer advice to address, ameliorate, and remediate your questions and problems about love, money, career, and spiritual protection using traditional African-American folk magic practices of hoodoo, conjure, or root work as divined and prescribed by the greatest spiritual hoodooists of our time. You can learn a lot just by listening, but if you're selected from among those who signed up at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and called into the show, then you'll be on the air and receive a free consultation. We'll be going to the phones in just a moment, but first let's catch up with our co-hosts, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man. Ms. Kat? Hi. How are you today? Are you okay? I'm saying hello. Oh, dear. That's the there's we might have lost cat? him. Or we might have lost him, but we've got each other. Oh, we have each we've other. We've got each other. Him. We have each other. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Pre- suffered from premature muting. All right. Uh-oh. Well, I'm, I'm here at the, um, at the wonderful uh, headquarters of Beauty and Wonder. Uh, I've been working all day with Gray Townsend um, on uh, – the cover for astrology for root workers. So and exciting. we have both the back so cool. and the front cover online. Have you checked them out, Conjurman? Have you clicked the link? I am so excited. It is so, so cool. But have you seen it? I'm asking you, do you actually see the yes, video? Yes, yes. I finally I finally <laughs> got a chance to see it. I am I, this was a is everything I hope for. And it, this is the book I've been most excited about all year, I think. Uh, when I first yeah. found out about it a few, few, few months ago, I was very excited. <laughs> well, um, Gray and I, and uh, with input also from Nagashi, have been working on the cover for this book for about a week. And um, we finally have achieved coverhood. If you all click the links that are in the uh, chat, whether you're listening now live or getting the chat later, um, it really came out really well well. And what it does, if you look at the front cover, it's all the signs Great, of the Zodiac. Great, such a great job. Yeah, it's all the signs of the Zodiacs with the dates, um, what part of the body they rule, and um, what planet rules them. And then the planets are also shown in their glyphs. The signs are shown in the glyphs. And if you go to the back cover, it all breaks apart. And you see all 12 glyphs of the signs of the zodiac and then the seven sacred planets right across the middle. It's just a really, really, really um, beautiful cover. 
And I hope the book is going to be as wonderful and fine and popular. I've been working on this book, you know, all my life, I guess, in some ways, but other ways just recently. <laughs> so uh, that's what's been going on here. I have not today. Just been at the computer, just working in the type lines. And um, I, want to, I do want to say one more thing about this book. I, the book is not just a book. It's a workshop at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, which will be on June 10th and 11th, 2023. And if you buy the entire festival ticket, you'll get 10 workshops, one of which is mine, Astrology for Root Workers. And in this workshop, I'm going to teach you how to do astrology without math. Now, there is a secret kicker. You will need to learn geometry. But that's easier than math, right? Isn't that right, Ollie? Isn't geometry easier than math? It is. As a person who is uh, notoriously bad at math, uh, I did much better in geometry. Yeah, me too. Me too. So we will we will be looking at triangles and crosses and very simple. It's not even complicated geometry. It's really simple. <laughs> and... Um, and then what the book is filled with are spells from the collections of root work that were done by interviewing African-American conjure doctors by Nobel Niles Puckett and Harry Middleton Hyatt. And they got a lot of spells and ways of working according to the moon, the sun, the signs, the phases, everything. And they also talk a lot about um, how you can use these things to empower your spell work. So I wanted to make the book really speak particularly to the ancestral use of astrology in Hoodoo rather than trying to, you know, say, here's my system. I'm a regular old astrologer and I could take a system of astrology and apply it to pretty much anything. But um, this is coming out of the um, historical record, how astrology is used in conjure and has been used. And I really hope that you all like this book and give it a try. I know that we publish a lot of books on divination at Lucky Mojo, and the divination books never seem to sell as well as the spellcasting books. But that doesn't stop us. We just keep on producing these divination books for people who want to learn. And so this is one in that series I think divination is very close to my heart. So it's a divination system, but it also contains a tremendous amount of spellcasting. I hope you all mm-hmm. like it. That's what I've been doing this week. So, Conjuring, how about you? Things have been uh, going quite well. First, I should say uh, I'm very excited about this book. And I know people, you know, you mentioned that not all divination books do well, but I think there are certain divination books that have really been groundbreaking. For example, I think your bone reading book, uh, in many ways, uh, and along with Michelle Jackson's book, both of these books really kind of broke the, uh, you know, broke open the doors for bone reading. There was a spate of time where everybody was doing bone reading, a sort of Shangoma-style right. bone reading that, that emerged, and it was like a, a revival, a genuine revival from yes. a time where bone reading had almost entirely disappeared from Hoodoo. 
even though it was part and parcel of it, it was there, it was an old-timey practice, but people were like, oh, no one really does that anymore. And then these books came out, and it just opened the floodgates. People were doing bone reading again. You revived. In many ways, it was very like, very much like the judgment card from the tarot. There was this moment where like the dead had come back to life. There was this practice that had been in many ways dead, and now was coming back to life in hoodoo. I have a sneaking suspicion that this astrology book will do the same thing, that it will revive this, this tradition of astrology within hoodoo, which people have, have been like, oh, there's no astrology in hoodoo, or oh, there's no astrologers don't do hoodoo, and hoodoo practitioners don't do astrology, and yet it's there. It's been part of it, particularly in these urban centers, like there, Chicago was a huge city for anyone Chicago, who was interested yeah. in, yeah. Hoodoo and astrology were so intertwined in Chicago. If anyone knows anything about the history of hoodoo, and particularly the history of hoodoo in Chicago, it was like massive. That and the Solomonic Seals, they were so popular in Chicago. Every hoodoo doctor I knew from, from, who came from Chicago always had like a Solomonic Seal in their mojo bag. And almost all of them were doing things like noting the ascendant of a person or the sign of a person or the moon sign. And even in terms of like the candle work that they were doing. They would ask questions of like, well, what sign are you? Oh, you're a Taurus artist. You're going to be using this type of candle. That was so common. And then it sort of fell away. And I think that this will really hopefully revive that tradition. So I'm, I'm making a prediction here that this book is going to be as big as the bone reading book. And we're going to see some really cool revival of hoodoo and astrology. So I'm very excited about that. Other than that, I'm besides my excitement, I've been having a good week. I've been enjoying the slow slow move towards spring that's finally starting to come our way as the temperatures warm up. And I am thrilled, thrilled that people are going to get a chance to uh, enjoy the Hoodoo Heritage Festival in a couple months. Yeah, that is going to be something. June 10th and 11th, where the Hoodoo Heritage Festival is. Art said in the chat, tickets are selling fast, and they are. They always start off, ticket sales start off so slow, even though we offer a huge discount for the first few months. Almost nobody takes advantage of that discount. And they used to say, well, I don't want to because I don't know if I can get airplane flight out to here and there or the other. Hey, it's online. You could have taken that discount. Oh, well, you missed that first big discount, but there's still a discount, and you can still get it cheaper. And, of course, people say, why is this Hoodoo Heritage Festival? It's online so expensive because it's not just online you're going to get a u.s postal service box filled with stuff and the stuff is going to have a value of way more than 100 dollars. i mean 100 dollars. we used to say it's worth 100 dollars. it's going to be a lot more for one reason there's going to be three books in it and the books themselves are each a 12 dollar book and so astrology for root workers and Sneaky Tricks by Miss Michael, and um, the book on Adele Clemens and the Spiritual Church. It, all of those books are going to be included. Plus, there's candles and oils and powders and herbs and all kinds of stuff. Because when you go to the Hoodoo Heritage Festival, you get not just some lecturer with a guy waving his hands and staring into a camera get hands-on instructions on how to do things, and you also get a printable two-page PDF which gives you a list of ingredients so you can do a sample spell in the tradition and in the methodology that's being shown and discussed. So there's a lot going on at the Hoodoo Heritage Festival. And uh, the Red Queen 
9111 says, divination is highly underrated, but I feel it's the most important aspect in spell work. And that's a very interesting idea. Mm-hmm. And uh, Balkan Diviner 14 said, I wouldn't guess that divination books didn't sell as well as spell casting. Well, I'll tell you why. Divination usually has to do with pre-planning what you're going to do and also becoming a reader. Many clients just want to be read for, and they don't want to do their own reading. So why would they want a book on numerology or a book on astrology? They just want to go to the um, McDonald's or the Burger King of psychics, and someone says, here's your Burger King. You know, have it your way. I, you know, I want mine with candles, please. Yeah, there it is, and there's your candle, right? And someone says, oh, I, you know, I really like mine with special sauce. Well, here's yours, and I've given you a mantra, you know? So... Um, there's a lot of people who are passive receivers, but then the next step up from them are the people who say, well, I need someone else to divine for me because I cannot divine for myself, but I will do some spell casting. Why? To save money. Some people, because they are crafters and they love art and they love craft and they say, well, I want to do spell casting because I feel so connected and I love working with herbs and I love the scent of the oils and I love the feeling of the wax, all of that. So that's the crafting aspect. Many people say, hey, you know, I spent $5,000 from some guy in India to have me spit into a bottle um, and now I'm short $5,000 and yes, it worked, by the way. Yes, it worked, but I don't have $5,000 to do that also for my two daughters. Mm. I only have enough to do it for myself. And so then we say, look, why don't we teach you some simple ways to spell cast? And so spell casting is a big money saver. And people also feel it's really a, a wonderful part of craft magic. And so, and Papa Newt says, <laughs> uh, divination can take time and dedication to develop the skill of the system to be able to divine. That is so true, Papa Newt. And the other thing is, which Papa Newt modestly does not mention, you may not be gifted for it. And being gifted for psychic reading is a whole nother facet of life than being gifted for spell casting. And so there's many ways. Red Queen says, I want mine with candles, please. <laughs> so the divination um, books are what really, to me, are exciting cultural events. And they don't all you know, completely align with any one form of folk magic. You know, you could say, like, I'm teaching hoodoo, and how much numerology was there in hoodoo? Well, uh, a whole fucking lot, but teaching hoodoo people, they say, well, why would anybody in hoodoo use numerology? And I'm like, oh, well, let's just start here, and I'll tell you why. Once they get it, they go, oh, so numerology really is important in hoodoo. Yes, it is. But they don't see it because they're looking at hoodoo as it's presented in the movies or in novels, um, it's just some sort of spooky earth magic thing. You know, it's just sort of with vague edges. It doesn't have grounding. You mentioned Conchman, Chicago. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Yeah. You I mean, I love you, Conchman, because you and I we know the same stuff, and we can, you know, really talk about this. Chicago was where um, Professor Alfred 
Seward lived before he moved to Atlantic yep. City and then to Miami. He was in, he's a white guy. He's doing books on astrology. He's he's a co-author, my dead co-author on this book, Astrology for Rupert. Um, he was an amazing guy. He worked at a planetary hours calculator. And, mm-hmm. of course, the next thing, that's being sold in a black conjure shop on the south side yep. because Mr. Lowe, who was born in Texas, black guy from Texas, he's like, Hey, Edward Lowe, he goes, I love this. I'm going to be doing astrology. He becomes an astrologer. So cross-cultural sharing was so big. And, of course, it was also the home of um, L.W. Lawrence, Red Cross, astrological supplies and hoodoo supplies. And, um, you know, the guy sold everything, Asian amulets, you name it, he sold it. And he was really an important uh, distributor. And... When Harry Hyatt went around and interviewed 1,600 African-American root workers, they're all telling him, get your stuff from DeLawrence in Chicago. They even gave me address. This is where you get it from. Hyatt is going, huh? I don't know. Um, so, yeah, it's all connected. It's all connected. And Professor Seward, um, wonderful man, he used to go on the road billing uh, himself as the world's foremost astrologer. And he had a big bus that he owned, a 1927 Studebaker bus, and it had a little um, platform on the back, like at the end of a train, and it had loudspeakers at the four corners of the bus. And he would just park it, and he would just start with his loudspeakers, saying, I'm here to read your horoscope, and people would just line up. <laughs> he was an amazing character, so I'm very happy to represent him in this book, too, but truly had a literal link to African-American folk magic and that he was selling mm-hmm. his products through Lowe's um, uh, shop. End of story. <laughs> it's All such right. a fascinating picture that gets forgotten. I, yeah, it is a picture that gets forgotten. And um, I see the note from Shiva. Robin is live on the line. So, Robin, welcome to the show. Welcome, Good afternoon Robin. and happy Easter to all those who believe in Jesus Christ. And I'm pleased. You know, because we have some listeners who don't, so you know, I don't want to offend anyone. But there's Orthodox Christians who use a different calendar and their Easter is somewhere off waiting in the wings. It's also <laughs> Passover as well, so so happy Easter, happy Passover. Happy Passover, happy Easter and all that good stuff and happy <laughs> spring and happy happy. Um, so, Ms. Robin, it took us a little while to get you on the line. So, quickly, catch us up on what you're doing, but then we're going to go into the subject matter. So, what's been new with you? What's been new with me is that I have been working on the festival, and I'm going to be working with talking about water and how spiritual it is in hoodoo and how spiritual it is, period, not even in Hoodoo, how it's cleansing and how it's 75% of us. And a lot of people don't understand this when we do our blessings or when we do our baptisms or just even doing our spiritual baths. So that's what's been happening with me. So you're working on your presentation for your workshop. Now, we don't want yeah. to spill.
fill the workshop ahead of time. But you're now you're going to give us a little flavor, a little taste, you know, one of those little wooden spoons that they give you that little taste on, you know, um, mm-hmm. of, of water scrying. And now water, what you just said is so sensible. Water is used many ways. It's used in cleansing. It's used as a medium for conveying all kinds of, you know, like tea that you might drink. Um, the water is used in, in hoodoo a hundred ways. But water scrying is, we need to define scrying. So scrying is looking into something and seeing visions or getting impressions. So tell yes. us a little bit about water scrying. Scrying is like if you're looking into a bowl of water. Sometimes people use mm-hmm. a black bowl with water in mm-hmm. it. Um, a lot of times they would do this in movies of the gods, and they would look mm-hmm. in a gold pool of water to see what was going on. Um, a lot of times people uh, look into a globe with water in it, you know, filled a globe, almost like a crystal ball, but it's filled with water, and they mm-hmm. stare into it. So it's, um, you can do it even by a, a river, of a steel pool of water. It can, it, it don't even have to be a pool, it can be a puddle. That if you're good, you can look into that puddle if it's steel. So when you, when you scry, with water, um, how do you like to do it? I mean, what is your favorite method? My favorite method is more of the globe or the globe. If I'm I'm looking into it, um, I'm sitting up there. It takes a lot of meditation into looking and scrying. It's not just something that it takes. A some people can do it instantly and learn how to do it, and it, 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 that's their gift. Some people it takes a while into learning how to do it with any tools of divination. All tools of divination doesn't work fast on a lot of people. It, uh, some are faster in some tools of divination than others. So um, I'm going to ask you some questions because you and I have never talked about this. We both know that we do it. Fine. For myself, my water scrying uh, came mm-hmm. to me naturally. I know this is going to sound strange. It came mm-hmm. to me naturally at the Santa Monica Beach. And I would just sit there and stare at the waves come in. Mm-hmm. And at first I was young, and I thought if I count, you know, I'll figure out the pattern, not how little did I know. That wasn't going to work, right? So I started, like, trying to get a rhythm, a rhythm, a rhythm, and I'm looking at the water, and all of a sudden one of those big old sleeper waves, you know, the surfer-type wave, big old mm-hmm. wave comes in, and I could see the underside of it, and I went, oh, my God. Uh, it was, like, transformational. And all of a sudden I knew I had connected with another dimension, and so I began to just stare at the water on the ocean and just wait for those big waves. And each wave, like, brought some message or some knowledge to me. Now, that was my way of water scrying. I have since found that when people 
put up videos, especially looping videos, where they show like a, a drone flying low over seawater that's not too choppy, just a little wavily, you know, and the drone mm-hmm. just flies endlessly on because it's looped. I can go into a hypnotic state and receive visions just from watching the digital vision of seawater. So that's my water. Now, you mentioned a globe. When you say mm-hmm. a globe, you, like you mean a fishbowl? What do you mean? Almost, but yeah, like a fishbowl. And, and it's filled with water, and you can just stare into it. Now, what you were saying, how you meditate by the watching and looking at the ocean, mm-hmm. I meditate a lot when it's raining. My feelings go up with extra energy when it's raining and listening. And sometimes I can hear, even just not seeing, but hearing voices Mm -hmm. sometimes first before I can even see. I can hear the voices talking and the spirits talking to me just by sitting and listening to the rain. I hear the voices speaking. And that is a lot of energy that's coming through. Um, I should have mentioned that. Thank you so much. I should have mentioned that, too. The rain, and especially on a tin roof. Um, When you live outside in the country and you have a tin roof, it's very loud. Not unbearably loud, but it forms this pattern more than if you're, um, you know, in an insulation with an attic above you in insulation. Um, yeah, rain on a tin roof um, is amazing. Um, let's throw uh, a, a contraband in here. Contraband, um, what do you do for scrying in water? Well, I, I use scrying quite a bit. Um, you know, uh, we do a lot of tarot readings on, on the show, so I'm very excited that Ms. Robin brought this topic uh, about scrying because we don't get a chance to talk about it. And, of course, it's always good to talk to Ms. Robin, who's one of my favorite people. Um, so I love this topic because I do scrying quite a bit in my personal and private work, but also for, for clients. It's the way in which I commune with spirits. It's the way in which I commune with entities, with my spirit allies, with gin. And I use a variety of different techniques. So uh, it depends on what I'm trying to do. Certain spirits have called for certain things. I personally have found natural water very, very useful. So rather than pour from like a your sink or pour from a water bottle, I love having some type of natural water, whether it's water from a well or water from a river. This really works well for me. I have a special bowl that I pour the water into that I can see. There used to be when I was younger and I lived in Virginia, we actually had um, a a small uh, river, not even a river, it was really a creek that was at the back of our apartment complex. It would sort of flow in, and one of the tributaries would would, uh, kind of flow off into a small little pool, and that pool had little fishes in it, and it was also where all the tadpoles would gather, and there would be lots of frogs. But it was a really great uh, area for scrying, and that's where I would go out and I would scry in that pool. And since then, I've used natural water, so I poured in the bowl. One of the techniques that uh, I use and I have used on the show before is I scry with water in the kapala. So I have a kapala which I purchased from Lucky Mojo, which is a sacred uh, skull. Define, that, define kapala for all of our Yes, yeah, I was just doing that. <laughs> 
Uh, it's a mm-hmm. sacred skull that was that's inlaid with silver, used in Tibetan Buddhism as a devotional bowl, as a begging bowl, as a prayer bowl. It has a variety of different ritual functions. Uh, it's an incredibly sacred symbol. I use it as a form of a divination bowl because it's inlaid with silver. You can just try with it alone. But I generally pour water into it. Uh, and use it as a scrying bowl. So I lay it out. I generally have candles. I pour the natural water into it, peer into it. And like you mentioned, you enter a sort of hypnotic, altered state of consciousness in which the visions start to appear there. I also have a magic mirror that has slightly lifted edges that can is also used in this way. The mirror is used for communication. I use it to send the messages and thoughts and whatnot. But when I want to I pour water onto the mirror. So you have the mirror and then a layer of a thin layer of water, and I peer into that for divination. So I have a couple different techniques, but they're all related to natural waters. Wow, I love the idea of the mirror that has a rim that holds yeah. water. That's that's very nice. So now Robin, let's give the listeners some idea of Techniques. We talked about hypnotic trances. We talked about voices. I mentioned I got into this because I was trying to feel a pattern, but there was no pattern, and I began to just sort of disconnect from the pattern-making part of my mind, and you know, all of a sudden was open to knowledge. Right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, do you use any form of induction? Well, I'm going to say I know you pretty well, Robin. You can go into a trance at the snap of the fingers, right? Yeah. Uh, one thing I was listening to how we was doing the water. Now, I like to do water, and we've been having so with the with the natural water, and we have had so much rain in California. God, oh, thank yeah. You. yeah. Oh, thank you for the rain. But I use my and – and in which water is a good thing to cleanse your crystals, everyone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love cleaning my crystals. And I put my crystals in a glass bowl, and I set it outside in the rain and let it collect water. So I'm cleaning my crystals, energizing the water with my crystals, with the rainwater, and I let it sit under a full moon, which energizes it even more. And that sits up there, and you can use that precious water in doing rituals, in flying, because it can become more energized and more powerful and in baths, and anything else that you want to use it, because it's energized. That's, I'm going I'm to put some comments in now from the chat. Um, so uh, Reverend Jim says, just make sure it's not a crystal like selenite that will dissolve. And absolutely, there. but, you know, you, if you want to work with crystals, you've got to kind of know their own, their chemistry. Um, mm-hmm. and, then, and then Dr. Sweet said, you can use holy water to guarantee only good spirits and visions. Um, mm-hmm. And I've heard that, too. Scrying, the scrying in holy water inherently prevents demons from showing up. Um, mm-hmm. And 
that is absolutely a, a belief that I have heard repeated, so I uh, agree with that. Um, when, so, when, you, when you're sitting up there doing with the water, and I do a water spell with people, and it's just like taking spiritual water and just mm-hmm. spiritual water to clean out your your insides. And you use, most of the time, I tell them to do a sums. And they have to have a pure glass with no writing, no biblical writing, no bevel writing, or no color in it. A pure, it be a jar, mm-hmm. anything that is clear. And you read a sums over whatever particular um, situation that you're in. And you read a sums over the water. And I usually tell them to read the whole Psalms three times and then ingest the water because now the water has become holy and it's been blessed and it's been the spirit has entered into the water and it used, and it works tremendously on people. Yeah, this is something that um, we, we've talked about before on, on shows just about water where the, mm-hmm. uh, the use of pure water, pure glass, is important. And I'm going to say something else about scrying, because this is something that, um, again, we have not mentioned it. If you go to these uh, beautiful rock shops that have work, what's called worked crystal or worked rock, in other words, it's not just uh, specimens, but they might have, like, little angel carvings or one thing or another, one of the things you'll often see are rock crystals that have had drilled out of them a space that is to hold a tea light or a space that is to hold a votive candle. If you just look up, you know, amethyst crystal tea light holder or something like that, there are very beautiful ones. There are very, very ugly ones. So make sure you get a pretty one. But that is something that will hold the water as well. Now, if you are the person who can Scry into a small amount of water, the, the amount of water of the diameter of the bottom of a tea light. But you can also buy, and I happen to have one right here, I have a beautiful piece of agate that was carved mm. into a very delicate little uh, oval-shaped bowl. It's a shape that among mm. um, restaurantware collectors is called an oval baker. And it's just, this, and it just it came from India many, many years ago. And it's made of banded agate, and so you see the beautiful bands. And that is a beautiful scrying bowl made of a natural substance. So I recommend um, agate and uh, the various quartzes to make um, mm. scrying bowls. And by the various mm, quartzes, really cool. many people are not uh, hip to this. So what I mean is um, uh, clear, uh, milky. Citrine, uh, those are quartzes. We call them hmm. different names, but you know. Okay. I have a little oriental cup that I use to scrine in. Hmm. It's very small and it's black in the inside, mm-hmm. which is good for scrying all the time. I love this little cup and I can just sit it. Anywhere, I can put it in my purse if I want to because it's that small, and I can just sit there and I can look at it. Or I can sit there and have tea in it. 
<laughs> and, nice. I can, and I can read the T one. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's great. I love that. Yeah. And then when yeah. I'm finished, I can drink the tea. <laughs> it's 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 sitting up there dealing with something that is natural, mm-hmm. something that people did before. Uh, water is one of the oldest divination tools mm-hmm. because it was done before a lot of the other divination tools came into place. And, yeah. and, that's, uh, and it's the most one that people don't use as much. They go to the others. They'll go to the cards first or the Ouija board or, you know, the, the spine is the oldest method of reading. Yeah, you know, it, it's interesting, too, that um, people, you know, all of this scrying in water is related to other forms of scrying such as crying in fire, pyromancy, and um, also just a cloud-watching kind of water also, if you think about it. Um, but these older natural methods of scrying really do depend on one's ability to connect with an altered state of consciousness. It's the scrying consciousness. And, and the issue there is that many people... Nowadays, cannot do that. There's too much electronic noise in their head or, you know, cars whooshing by on the street or whatever it may be. It makes it very hard for people to do a meditative mm-hmm. divination like scrying. They would probably rather, um, you know, use numerology. But scrying is old, it's ancient, and it's very powerful. All righty. Well, that was our music, and we're going to have our first client come in, and let's hear what uh, all about it. Stay tuned. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour with your host, Catherine Ironwood and Conjure Man, and this week's special guest, Miss Robin, will be right back. We'll be taking calls from our listeners, answering their questions through spiritual divination and prescribing down-home conjure remedies and remediation. Our call-in clients are selected from among those who have filled out our short questionnaire at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com. You can listen to the show online through Blog Talk Radio or via telephone by dialing 818-394-8535. If you have filled out a client questionnaire at the forum and you have not already done so, please dial in now to 818-394-8535 and press 1 to let us know that you'll be available to be on the air. We will select callers by their area code, and if your area code is announced, we'd like to say hello and let me, your announcer, Reverend James, read a brief description of your situation before turning it over to our hosts. Now it's time to go to the phones and take our first caller. Our caller is Natalie, calling from uh, Washington, D.C., area code 202. Natalie, are you there? Hello, I love you all. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. You, you indicated. I'm sorry. You indicated that um, you've had no readings on this particular situation, but you are a previous caller. Is that correct? Yeah. Thank you. And she writes, "Every time I think I'm cleansed of enemy work, it comes back. Am I cleansed now?" 
does this person still have help? Is she finally getting tired? What can I do to put a stop to it once and for all and make her and whoever is helping her forget my name? Turning it over to you, Ms. Katz. All right. So, Natalie, uh, what is your sign of the zodiac? Capricorn. Yeah, I remember you, too. I do remember you. Um, All righty. The question is, am I cleansed now? And I'm going to use the cards. I'm going to do your first reading. Your second reading will be done by Ms. Robin. And um, I'm going to use cards, but I'm hoping... Ms. Robin, can you set up to do a water scrying reading? Well, I was going to, if you don't mind, do the pendulum, which has been sitting in spiritual water, if that's okay. okay. All right. Well, then I'm, all right, that's fine. I'm going to then, um, re, maybe we can get um, contraments to scry in water. Um, sitting up here with nothing but a tiny little bit of water. I did not prepare to scry in water. I'm going to read the cards. Um, Am I still cleansed? Okay, card number one, ten of wands, and this is a card that shows a man carrying a heavy burden. It could be a woman carrying a heavy burden that they've been carrying for ten years or more. And they're trying to get back to a normal life, but they can't get there for two reasons. One, they've got this heavy load to carry. And number two, the picture of the real life is just a painted backdrop on a stage. So you've been um, you've been under this influence for a long time, and it's difficult for you to see your way clear. Now, luckily, this is the card of the past. So it says to me that you have had a lot of uh, work done against you, and it's almost as if when you are clean, you don't know. Am I still struggling? Am I still struggling? So part of this is what I call introspective struggle, and you might want to, like you're doing now, talk to people who can take a clearer look at this. So that was the past. Um, Card number two is a card that says to me that, yes, you have been cleansed, but you really got to claim your blessings. The card is the Ace of Cups. It's the best blessing card in terms of God's blessings that is in the deck, it shows the hand of God holding a golden goblet with the dove of the Holy Spirit flying down with the host and the water in the cup coming up and out and dripping down into a pool with water lilies and little symbols of little dewdrops of water all around. So this says, yes, in the present, you simply need to accept your blessings. It may take you some time to accept your blessings because you've been so damaged for so long that you would want to say um, it's not whether this person still has help or whether this person's getting tired. It's that you really are seeing something that may already have faded away. It's like I used to be married to a man, my first husband, Tom, Hardly ever speak of him. He had a bad knee. He was very tall, and they kind of forced him to play basketball. And uh, he didn't really want to, but he played basketball, and it blew his knee out. And he walked with a horrible limp. I mean, it was awful. He kind of staggered around. And they told him, well, you'll need expensive knee surgery to get your knee fixed. And he got his knee fixed, and he still limped a little bit. 
And I said to him, I, I thought I was supposed to fix it. Why are you limping? And he said, I don't know. I'm just sort of used to limping. It took him almost a year and a half, two years before he stopped limping because he was used to limping. So what this says to me is that you're used to being cursed, but right now you're blessed and you should accept your blessings. You may have anxiety. You may feel that things are going bad, but it's not that bad. Now, um, the next card for you is the card of temperance. And so the card of temperance is an angel. And the angel says, well, you have had an interrupted path. It's been washed away by water, but you can get back on the path, the path to happiness, the path to um, joy, the path to success. And this angel is Raphael, the healing angel. So we have a blessing card and a healing card. And we have iris flowers growing there, which are the power of women, Queen Elizabeth root. So I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, you are not being cursed at this time. It's just that your back is bent, you're staggering under this load, but it's a load from the past. And what may need to be done is some self-work. You've had cleansing, you've had healing, and now you can say to yourself, you know, I'm a child of God, and I'm going to be all right, because that's what I'm seeing here. Um, not so much that they come back and hurt you again, but that you fear about it, the trauma you've been through, you have to let that be released. So that's what I see in this. I also want to say to you, because I know we're, we're talking about water, it's interesting to me that two of these cards are water Cards. So one thing I would say is you might want to keep up your program of bathing. You might want to keep up your program of drinking herbal tea. That's sort of indicated by the Archangel Raphael and that temperance card. So you might want to, you can't just walk away from it and say, it's all over, I'm all better now. You want to be able to say, I am doing weekly baths. They need not be too complex. They need not be too strenuous for you. But this is really about keeping yourself clean and then not being afraid after that to rejoin your happy life, your beautiful life, your productive life, and don't look back. Don't look back on those bad days. They're going to be gone, and you're going to go forward, and you're going to... Uh, get to the point where you have almost nothing to call us about because things are so good and things are so powerful for you in a forward-moving way that you don't need to think back, oh, my gosh, um, what is happening now? Am I really, really free? Yes, you are really, really free. You are really, really moving forward on the path, and you really have an angel guarding you because when you get the card of temperance, that's an angel guardian. And it's there for your love and health and safety. All right, I'm going to turn this over to Miss Robin. Hi. Being that you're under the sign of Capricorn, you need to start to relax and surrender into the enjoyment that life has to offer you. So you need to take you some Epsom salt baths, with some jasmine to help you start relaxing. Now, I'm going to let you ask two questions of the pendulum, and it will tell you yes or no. 
So ask a question. Uh, are, is the help that they got forgetting about me? If you're asking if someone that you, if you're getting help from someone and have they forgotten about you, the no, answer no, no, is no. No, 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 no. He's talking about a person who cursed her, but they got it through a root worker, and she's asking, has that root worker forgotten about her? Yes. The answer is yes. And usually a root worker ain't going to work no more if the person that is not paying them to do the work anymore. So the answer is yes. Thank you. Thank you. And my second question is, and it might be a vain question, but what is her retribution for trying to hurt me so much? Well, let's see. I have to break that down into two questions. Did Was it personal that to hurt you? Answer is no. But did the person that paid them wanted to hurt you? And the answer is yes. So the person that put the root worker didn't want to hurt you personally, but the person that paid them to hurt you, they it was personal to them, but not to the person that put the spell upon you. Now, if you want to ask, is the spell still on you, the answer is no, it is not. And it's, and the pendulum is going very, very fast. So that means it's very, very strong that nothing is upon you anymore. So when you start keep thinking that you're being attacked, you're putting that own karma around you. Take that off, baby. You're okay. It's nothing that is hurting you, and you need to bask in the word of God and believe and have the faith that everything is going to be okay. Okay. Now go Okay, we're going to go over to Conjure Man. Um, now, you know, before we go to Conjure Man, I just have one more little thing I want to say before we start, if you don't mind. Um, the fact that I read this and you asked almost the same questions a second time, I'm going to say something here. And this goes with the cards that I had. I feel like you are clinging to your injury. Mm-hmm. And, and um, you know, it, it, um, it really says to me that you have to wake up, you know, come out of that, that thing and wake up and say, really, it's like you've been let loose from a prison. And now you're like, am I still in prison? But you're not. You're not. Um, uh, Reverend James um, uh, was answering a question from Onyx Rose, and I'm going to quickly get this. Does the jasmine go into the bath, or is it just meaning to tea to drink? No, it's the bath. Um, it's a bath with Epsom salts and jasmine. Okay? We're all straight and, on and, that. Oh, I to add, and mugwort. And mugwort. Good. Okay. Good. Uh-huh. So let's turn this over to Conjurman. Um, 
and then see what he has to say. Yeah, I think you've gotten some really fantastic advice here. Um, both Miss Robin and Miss Cat are, are hitting something very important, and that is that there needs to be a letting go that happens, and this is very crucial. Um, we call this the after effect of crossing or the after effect of cursing, is that when a curse is lifted, because a person has lived under that curse for so long, they continue to live under its shadow. It's a sort of way in which people who are trying to harm you can continue to have influence over you even after they've lost their power over you. So it is very important that letting go. There's a reason why so much of cleansing root work involves disposing of something and then walking away without looking back. I bet you're almost all the root workers I ever met in my life were very adamant about this. You pour the water over your shoulder, you walk away without looking back. It's a symbolic act. It's a spiritual act. It's an act of saying you're not, you don't have second guesses. You don't look back because when you look back, you're going to keep looking over your shoulder for the rest of your life. And it's a way for that thing to continue to haunt you. And as a Capricorn, that's doubly so. They say Capricorns are inclined towards grudges. Right? It's a very old saying about Capricorns. But it's something that things can linger there. So what I'm going to do is give you root work that will once and for all help you to move forward and also to give you some protection to keep you in a state of protection. So I would recommend that in addition to the fantastic uh, herbs that were recommended by Miss Robin, uh, Jasmine, Mugwort, and Epsom salt, that you get some rue, agrimony, and bay leaf and brew this all into a tea with the herbs that were mentioned by Miss Robin. Add a couple drops of Florida water uh, and this will be used as a cleansing bath. It has a combination of uncrossing, of cleansing, of purifying, but also bringing clarity. That's what bay and mugwort will do. So you're going to wash yourself with this, allowing yourself to, to really let go, remove anything that may be holding you back. Let yourself air dry, gather a bit of that used bath water. You can set a bowl underneath you as you wash so it catches some of that water. And then go and dispose that water off of your property. And when you do so, throw it over your left shoulder, walk away without looking back. When you return home, then on a Sunday, I want you to begin the next part of this working. Spend some time first finding yourself a new chalice, like a beautiful goblet or chalice, like a beautiful, beautiful cup. This should be, you can buy it online, you could go somewhere, but you should make an effort to buy something really beautiful that draws you to it. On Sunday, when the moon is waxing, you're going to take this chalice or goblet or cup, whatever you've chosen, and anoint the base of it with Van Van oil and the lip of it with Van Van oil. And you're going to do this while reciting Psalm 23. You are then going to fill this chalice with water, and you're going to take it and water your house plants. If you don't house house, if you don't have house plants, you can open your door, go outside, and water a tree. But this, the act of pouring out that water, really resonates with the cards that were pulled here. You're going to pour that water out from this chalice, giving abundance, giving life, giving sustenance to other things. When you return home, you're going to take that chalice or goblet and place it on a table or surface next to your front door so that when someone walks in, they'll have to walk past this goblet. Above it, you are going to hang a picture of St. Michael. On a piece of paper, I want you to write Psalm 91. Fold that piece of paper up with three bay leaves. Put this in an envelope and hide it 
in the picture frame with St. Michael. Then take the entire picture frame and place it above the cup. So now you'll have this beautiful setup that when people walk by, there's this gorgeous chalice, and above it is St. Michael. And what this will do is that the cup will keep your home and life clean. It will bring abundance of blessings while St. Michael protects all of it. So it's a beautiful setup that brings in blessings, but blessings that are protected. And so long as this remains there, no harm will come to you and you will be free from the influence of your enemies. You have this gorgeous little setup here. Whenever you feel like you need to increase your blessings, all you need to do is pour more water into this goblet and chalice and then go and give that water to plants and trees. That's all you have to do. With the St. Michael, you can occasionally burn candles when you feel like you need a little bit of extra protection on the surface, but so long as that picture frame remains up, you will be kept safe. It is important that once you do this work, never, never linger on whether your enemy is back. Let it go. This is done. This is the period at the end of the sentence. You do this, and you start a new chapter in your life. Let's see if Miss Robin and Miss Kat have anything further to add. I have one thing to add. I'm adding very quickly a link to a radio show, The Witch, The Priestess, and The Cauldron, number 10, Altar Tool Chalices. And this is a wonderful show by Miss Elvira and Miss Phoenix Lafay on what chalices are and how to use them. So that's just a little link. Go ahead, Miss Robin. Uh, um, one of the things that uh, I, I agree with everything except for one little thing to add is when you throw the water over your left shoulder, you want to throw it to the west. And you want to collect it in a silver little piece of water in a little silver bucket, a little silver bucket or a little silver cup or anything like that to collect the water. Um, when you want to throw it uh, out and plant uh, to your plant or to a tree or to the far part of your uh, grass or anything, throw it to the east so you can get prosperity and luck and love and all that to come to you. So anything you don't want, we always need to throw it to the West. Things that we want to prosper to us, we always want to throw it to the East because that's yeah, where the it's fantastic. And, and, fantastic. And, and, and that's right. where the sun descends. Um, That's so good. And and one other thing, I love the fact that you said have a nice little silver cup or something of that nature. Don't be using those stupid plastic Dasani water bottles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, All right. Support for this program is provided by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and located online at luckymojo.com, and by the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers, AIR, a directory of ethical and authentic contra practitioners located online at readersandrootworkers.org, and by Hoodoo Psychics, the first psychic line run entirely by Hoodoo practitioners. Receive a reading with a trusted root worker instantly. Call 1-888-4-HOODOO or visit hoodoopsychics.com. And by the Crystal Silence League, a free online prayer service of the Association of Independent Spiritual Churches located online at crystalsilenceleague.org. Now it's time to go to the phones and talk to today's second client. 
Our caller is Balkan Diviner, and I believe she, um, they won't be calling in, but are, is in the chat. Um, and they write, I've submitted my project called Country Switch for a contest organiz- organized by the youth program of the United States and Romania relations that will take place in Bucharest. Will I be successful in this endeavor? Turning it over to you, Ms. Kat. Well, I, I have to say something here about Balkan Diviner 14, a faithful member of our chat and um, notes that they are born 14th of August, 2022, a Leo from Romania and the contest about the development of a relationship between Romania and the USA and Country Switch is a hypothetical project around cultural exchange between families of these two countries. Now, one thing, Balkan Diviner, I think you've mentioned this before, but everybody gets confused. Do you identify as a they, a he, or a she? Because you need to know. (laughs) Ah, They're going to type. Um, We've talked before, but I, I just want to make sure that it's in print. Here, okay. Falcon Diviner is playing coy. It's a he. All right. Yay, Falcon Diviner is a he. I guess otherwise they might be Balkan prophetess. Um <laughs> all right. So um this first reading is going to be done by Conjurman. And then we'll have a reading by Robin and then I will do some root work. So go ahead, Conjurman. Thanks, Ms. Kat. So what I've done uh, as requested is I'm a water scry as uh, this was being read and quickly jotting notes of what I saw. I'm using the mirror that has a brim around it. And what I generally do is I anoint the outer edges of the mirror, so the actual mirror itself, with Psychic Vision Oil from Lucky Mojo. Uh, it has a fantastic smell that works wonders, and I usually keep it on my finger so that I can smell. In a circle, I have anointed it, and then I pour water from a chalice, which I had mentioned earlier, and it's a sort of symbolic act. I pour a little bit of water, but it's, uh, if you've ever seen those Moroccan tea uh, servers where they pour the water really high, I try to lift the water as high as I can without making a splash, without making a, a mess, but I try to keep it a very nice, clear, clean pour. And then once there's this layer of water, I peer into the water and into the mirror and commune with spirit. And then I jot down the things that I have seen. And one of the images that I have seen here was the act of digging so that there is some type of dirt that requires to be dug. This is symbolic of the act in which you will be having to do more work, that there needs to be some type of foundation that has been built. Uh, There needs to be some type of work that must be done. Now, you call yourself Vulcan Diviner, and you've regularly posted about various uh, spiritual practices from your culture's background. I'm assuming you're quite familiar with folk magic and folk practices. This would be an indication of some type of earth magic, some type of practical folk magic that will be required in order to be successful. 
successful. Uh, I do see also the letter M, which I wrote down very quickly. I'm not sure if the letter M is associated with the names of one of the judges on the committee or one of the individuals, but the letter M here is going to be significant. If you can find out the names of the people or if it's a, if it's a uh, competition or someone, but there needs to be, there's le this letter M shows up prominently and maybe you'll find out after the results, but be mindful that the letter M here does show up and that can be either an ally, a judge, but there is someone significant with the letter M here. But the ultimate answer of whether you will be successful is quite good. There are laurels that are being showed up. The only thing is that the, when, I'm looking, when I looked into the water, it wasn't like a laurel that was placed upon someone's head, but rather was laurels that were sort of scattered around. So there were laurel leaves that were scattered and sort of floating on top of the water, shimmering on top of it, indicating that there will be success, but it may not be the type of exact success that you hoped for, or it may be more partial than you hoped for, rather than a complete laurel crown that is being placed on your head. There seems to be a spreading out of the success, so maybe more than one victor, more than one type of success, or an alternative type of success that shows up in your uh, life. So the indications here are good, but there are, uh, there's, there's a clear sign that work needs to be done and some level of managing expectations that the outcome may be slightly different than the exact thing that you hoped for, that the victory may take on a different look than you had desired. I do have one question here hand this over to Ms. Robin to do the next reading is uh, when are when announcements uh, when is the victory being announced or when is the outcome being announced the reason mm -hmm. I ask this is because the uh, as uh, as you are a Leo the sun is currently exalted it's a particularly mm -hmm. good position for the sun to be in but you must be slightly mindful because the ruler of the sun, because the sun is in Aries right now, uh, and so it's in a really good position, it's exalted, but the ruler of Aries is fallen in Cancer, so it's a sort of a mixed time for you, and that really resonates with this idea of the scattered laurel leaves. So I'm going to turn this over to Ms. Robin to do your next reading. This was just a quick scrying session. These are the omens that appeared in the water. And the, scrying, and the scrying, I'm feeling the energy. I'm feeling it's a, this person is going to exalt a lot of energy in what they're doing. Uh, I'm seeing a lot of rituals with candlelight baths. I'm seeing, um, I'm seeing total exhaustion. I'm seeing, uh, uh, it, I've, it's, it's like a. What they're doing is not exactly what they want, and I'm feeling a, a little bit slight disappointment in what what they're trying to do. It is not. It's going to be a conference, but it's not going to be at the rate that they're looking for. It is. It, it, it seems like they feel like a total bust in a way. Um, it, it just. I'm just feeling this. Amount amount of energy and then exhaustion at the end. I don't know hmm. why, but this is what I'm seeing. This is what I'm feeling. Um, this person's brain is running a mile a minute. 
It's just racing with thoughts and ideas and Well, I, I, have one, I have one thing I wanted to add because it looks like neither you, Robin, nor Contraman is reading the chat. The announcement will be made April 25th, which is in Taurus, mm. not Aries. Just saying that. Go ahead, Robin. So this is, I was just going to, can I just jump in? Because the sun is in uh, Aries right now, this might be a really good time to do the work so that when you get the announcements later, it is the result you desire. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm just like tapped out right now. I'm just I'm a lot of energy from this person. I'm feeling exhaustion from this person. I'm, I'm, mm. I'm kind of feeling that this person is a little bit angry at the result of what's going to come at the end of this whole ordeal. I don't know. This is what I'm getting. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm going to say we do, we have some more time to talk about the reading here. And um, I'm going to uh, jump in because uh, although I'm going to do the root work, we have a couple minutes here. Um, what I'm going to tell you, Balka Divider, is if this does not come to pass the way you want it to. And I wonder if that letter N was a no. That was my first interpretation of it. But I didn't want to say anything. Um, no, it's not the letter the, N. It's the letter M as in Michael. Oh, M as in Michael. M as in oh, Michael. Okay. It's a name. It's a name. Okay. Okay. A name. All right. Now I understand. Okay. Well, then I have to go back and correct N equals M. All right. Um, thank you. So, um, I I think that this isn't the first and only time you can do this. I feel the energy. You want to come to America and uh, meet people and, um, you know, learn more. You are an unusual person, Balkan. We all know this. We, we, we're familiar with you through the forum and through the chat. You're a person of great knowledge. You have a real interest in the folklore of Romania and um and I think that this is not the end of the road. If the laurel leaves are scattered around and this isn't the time, um, don't give up. Because I really think we will meet. I think that we will have some way to see each other. So I'm going to um, get into the root work now a little um, uh, early, but still. Um, first of all, the scattered bay leaves seems to me to say not a reason at this time for you. But that's all right. Um, bay leaves are still the, the herb of choice that you would want to work with for academic and career success. Um, I think that you will find many different methods of getting what you want, whether this is a funded or prize-winning trip or whether it becomes a GoFundMe, you know, or whatever it's to be. You have many options and I would like to see you working with um, a map and um, think about where in the United States you want to go, get some photos, get some uh, pictures and if you can, I'd like you to, because I know you to be a, um, alert, aware 
technologically savvy savant. You're calling yourself Vulcan diviner and not Vulcan spellcaster, which I think is interesting. So you're very good at divination. I'd like you to use some modern technology to try to visualize and bring yourself into where you want to go. Let's say that your desire is to go to Baltimore and meet Deacon Millet. So you would go to uh, Google Earth and uh, Google Street View and start, you know, trying to figure out what it will look like walking around and walking down the street. And by the way, I have done this myself with towns I've never been in in various remote places in the world. For instance, um, <laughs> Shiva left Baltimore. Yeah, right. That's what made me do that. Um, and um, and I've done this where I become really familiar with the place, just walking up and down the streets. You can also use different ears. And put yourself into that, and then see if you can do it with your eyes closed. Can you walk around um, up and down the streets of Forestville or wherever it is you want to go and look around and start to plant seeds of your thought in that place. Does that make sense? I hope it does. Um, the the use of different ears is also very helpful. Also, another thing you can do, which is very helpful, is to go online and look for vintage postcards of a place. What did it look like at various times? You become um, really aware of the energy of that place. You know, uh, if you have a friend you want to visit, point out their street address and start walking up and down their street. Soon I will be here. Soon I will be here. So I'm asking you to make, in some sense, what's called a vision board. But I think that as a diviner, you may not need to print it out. Uh, many people, I tell them, oh, print a map, do this, glue these things on, scrapbook it, you know. But I think as a diviner, you might be able to do that. Then you're going to take the energy of that. While you're looking at these things, be on screen, then you're going to be uh, closing your eyes. Then you can hold your grounding something. Now, uh, Contraman mentioned dirt. So you might ask somebody in America, let's say again, Deacon Miller in Baltimore, Deacon Millet, I don't want to bug you. I'm not going to come to your house specifically, but I want to go to Baltimore, and I'd like you to send me the dirt of Baltimore. And now you're going to make a nice little bag. And I would not make this in a mojo bag. It'll all drift through and become messy. I'd like you to make a little leather bag that is sewn shut, just completely whip-stitched it shut. And I want it to be small enough that you can hold it in your hand, a little, like a little thing, a little ball, and that would be your dirt. If you have a, a mess case that you could put it in that's like egg-shaped or spherical, there are little rockets that are made that way, and you're going to gonna hold this in your hand and, and hold on to it as you visualize, try to fall asleep dreaming of that place, try to spend some time looking at the place, dreaming of the place. Holding that in your hand, of course, it'll probably fall out of your hand as you're asleep, but um, you want to have that connection and then watch your dreams and you'll start to see pathways open and you'll start to see ways to get to where you need to get to. Now, I hope that made sense to you. 
I hope that's a, you know, a, a coherent. It is not um, so much root work as it is influence work, and I'm giving it to you because your name is Balkan Diviner. Now, another thing mm-hmm. you can do is send the dirt of your place to somebody else in America. You want to come to America or France or wherever you want to go. Here, I send you this little container of my dirt. Would you keep it until I come to call for it? This is very important. If you don't want to send dirt, although he mentioned dirt in his reading, you could also use a stone, a rock. But it should be a common rock. We're not talking about fancy moldavite or whatever comes from Romania or garnets or whatever they have out there. We're talking about like a, a, a river rock, not an ugly piece of gravel that's been cracked up and broken, a really nice natural rock from the area. All right. Anybody else have anything to add to this? Yeah, I think uh, you start now, start your working is now. Just be mindful that, there, that the fact that you ask this question now, that we're answering it now, uh, and we seem to all come to the same conclusion that the results are going to be slightly mixed, that it's not a failure, but it's not also the complete success. There's some element, it's like if you're successful, there's some element of, of difficulty that will come with that success. For example, is what we're all seeing. That is also reflected in even the timing of the fact that the sun, which rules your sign, is exalted right now. It's really good. It's powerful. So it's, it's quite literally a symbolism of victory, but it's also being ruled by a fallen Mars, which rules that Aries. So there's this element of, of difficulty there that all of this points to some level of preparing yourself that whatever the outcome is, there may be some difficulty in it. So what I would recommend is any prayers that you do, any type of uh, uh, magical act or prayer or petition that you do, you include an element that says, what is good to me, come to me. And what is difficult to me, may it stay far away from me. That you add this sort of clause into your prayer work so that you acknowledge that there's something there and you want to keep it a little bit at arm's length so that the good that does come to you does come in, in, a, in the fashion that you desire. Okay. Do you have anything to add, Ms. Robin? Yes. I think that he should... What you can do is when the moon is in cancer is to generate some water, let it sit under the moon, let it energize and take a ritual bath to give you strength and power and and, uh, give you the intuity of learning and finding out what others is about so you can get the attention that can give you the strength to carry on with the things that you are doing. All right. There's our music. Well, I hope we were able to um, uh, help you, Balkan Diviner. In the chat, he said, I feel I have high expectations that will not be met. That's what we're seeing. They will not be met this. First, keep on working at it. Okay. All right. Uh, now we're going to get our network identification tritone followed by the free spell from our guest. LMC. You're listening to the LMC Radio Network. 
Broadcasting out of Forestville, California, on the World Wide Web at LuckyMojo.com. The LMC Radio Network is a media alliance whose excellent shows include the Lucky Mojo Hooter Root Work Hour with Catherine Ironwood and Conjurman, Sundays, 3 to 4.30, Mystics, Mages, and Magical Places with Reverend Art and Reverend James, Mondays, 4 to 5.30, the Crystal Silence League Hour with John St. Germain, Tuesdays, 5 to 6, the Witch, the Priestess, and the Cauldron with Elvira Love and Phoenix LaFay, Thursdays, 1 to 2, and Blue Flag Root Radio with Lady Muse, Fridays, 7 to 8, all time specific, add 3 hours for Eastern. All of our shows are available in archives at the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com, where you will see them listed by title and episode and with clickable links. Sponsored by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California, and online at luckymojo.com. And now it's time for our free spell segment from our special guest, Miss Robin of RobinsMojo.com in Northern California. Take it away, Miss Robin. Hello. Um, can I mention one thing to the other to the gentleman that we were just doing the reading on? Uh, to take that bath in the moon is to do it in July 17th. That's when the moon is in Cancer again. Okay. This is something that I developed. It's called Trinity. Now, Trinity is for blessings for your house, for yourself. What it does is take away negative energy. This is how you make it. You would need part water, part Florida water, some blessing oil, and Chinese watch. To make a big spray bottle of it, I use four Capfuls of Florida water. I use three capfuls of Chinese wash. I use nine drops of blessing water. I mean, excuse me, of blessing oil. And I use about a half a cup of water. Now, you can use regular water. You can use bottled water. The best is to use some rainwater if you have some or some river water. It makes it stronger, okay? I spray this around my house. It keeps negativity out. It keeps people that come in your house that wants to cause trouble. They don't know why. They feel like they have to leave, but it moves them right on out. I spray it around my car. It keeps people from trying to rip off my car or get into an accident with me. It just seems like they just veer off or my car just don't get mixed. I love it for the job. Spray your cubicle. Keeps your boss and gossiping people away from you. Trinity is the best thing that you can use. I, and also you can use it on your floors so when you're doing your mopping and your cleaning, this is what you want to use, the same format. If you have carpet, use the spray bottle, spray out your whole house, and your house will, in fact, it smells good. It's, it's environmentally safe, and it works 
wonderful. That's it. All right. Now, we had some questions here um, because uh, we didn't have a written version of this, and Shiva was typing his little heart out. Three <laughs> capsules of Chinese wash, and then you, he wrote three somethings of blessing oil. How many blessing oil? What is it? Three drops? Nine, three. If you're making a spray bottle full, nine drops of blessing oil, three capsules of Chinese wash, four capsules of Florida water, and a half a cup of water, whether it's okay. bottled water, tap water, but the best is rainwater or river water. Okay. Well, he got the nine drops of blessing oil. Now we're going to see if he gets the rest of it. It was four, four capsules of Florida water yes. and, and three a half a cup of, of water. Half a cup of water. Okay, we're going to have to correct all this up here. <laughs> so somebody write in four cups of Florida water, four capsules of Florida water, and I will consider this topic finished. <laughs> there we go. And it's called, uh, and it's called Trinity. Hmm. Oh, I see. And the reason why I did, okay. it's actually three parts because I count the water, Florida water and regular water as one. And yes. and then I count, you know, the Chinese wash and the blessing oil. And it and it, all my clients swear by it. In fact, I can't even keep enough stuff to sell them because I'm going through it too fast. <laughs> and wow. everybody loves well, the Trinity. Mm-hmm. And so and you, you make this up yourself and um, – and then you market it under the name of Trinity. This is more or less, um, you're using no. Lucky Mojo blessing oil and Lucky no. Mojo Chinese. You can use your Chinese wash. Uh, you can mm. use Miss Robin's Chinese wash. It, mm. it, 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 it has to be either Lucky Mojo or my products. It doesn't matter. But they make it themselves. That's why I give you the recipe of how much to put in a Blank bottle, an empty mm, bottle. Got it. You make you make it yourself, but these are the ingredients that you need to make it. I see. So when they make it themselves, um, and do you give them a prayer to say over it? Yes, you. It. it, it I usually use. Some people use the twenty uh, third Psalm. Some people use Psalm 51. Uh, if you're, I like to use mostly Psalm 59 because you're using it to get away from people that are negative, enemies, people that are trying to do you harm, people that get on your nerves. You're using this to get rid of negativity. That means negative people and negative things. I see. So this is a really uh, um, an interesting deep dive, although it may not sound like a deep dive, but it's a very deep dive into how hoodoo has traditionally been practiced. And, folks, if you go to a root worker and they tell you, I'm going to do everything for you remotely, let me kill, please. <laughs> but if mm. they say, here's what you need, you need this Chinese wash, you need this Blessing oil, you need Florida water. And if you want to, you can get the Florida water at the Rite Aid. It doesn't matter where you get the Florida water as long as it's 
Real Florida water, and I would not trust anybody else's, but Landman and Kemp, Barclay, True Florida water, which they've been making since the 1850s, and you can't improve on that. And um, and then you know what you're going to do is you're going to tell people make this yourself and pray over it for what your needs are. Psalms 23, mm-hmm. Psalms 51, or however it may be, that makes the client involved. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So good cool, advice fantastic. to any root worker, and really good advice to any client. It's not going to be given to you wrapped up in a little box of styrofoam and said, here, here's your meal. <laughs> it's going to be a little bit home cooked by you. All right. And that's putting so dirt and shit into it. That's right. So here's our, here's our end music. Let's let uh, Reverend uh, James come in and give us some uh, words of wisdom. Thank you, Miss Cat and Conjure Man, and thank you, Miss Robin of RobinsMojo.com in Northern California for being our guest this week. We invite you to join us next week when our special guest from the Association of Independent Readers and Root Workers will be Deborah Boyce of BewitchingBee.com in Wisconsin, bringing us the topic of St. Expedite and Fast Luck. Once again, we've come to the end of another Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour brought to you by the Lucky Mojo Curio Company in Forestville, California. You can find Miss Cat via the Lucky Mojo Forum at forum.luckymojo.com and Conjureman at conjuremanconsulting.com in Mission Viejo, California. I am your announcer, Reverend James, joining you from folkconjure.com in North Carolina. The Lucky Mojo Hoodoo Root Work Hour can be heard every week live on Blog Talk Radio at 3 p.m. Pacific, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, and the shows are available in archive via luckymojo.com forward slash radio show dot html. From all of us at the Lucky Mojo, I'd like to thank you for being here and invite you to tune in once again next week at this same time when you will hear the familiar strains of the Memphis Jug Band playing the Jug Band Waltz. Thank you, everybody. Good night. Thank you, Reverend James. Just going to wrap it up. Get your tickets at voodooheritagefestival.com. Good night. Oh, look, he said we were running late. He was wrong. All right, everybody go, go on over to the forum and look at that beautiful cover for Astrology for Root Workers by Kat Ironwood and Professor A.F. Seward. I put it in the link. <laughs> Y'all need to do that before we close out. I want to hear at least one person say, Amen. 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 <laughs> that book is beautiful. Um, I cannot guarantee the content is beautiful, but the cover is beautiful. And Shiva, don't ever tell me we're running late again. You just drive me crazy, and then I make mistakes. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. <laughs> Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.